0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Centered and Sent podcast. I'm your host, David Simfukwe. For those of you wondering how to pronounce my last name, that's how you do it. (laughs) So, a little background about uh, the name of the podcast. We called it Centered and Sent because our ultimate goal is to live our lives Jesus-centered, and we are sent by Jesus to disciple the world, as was his instruction in um, the word there. This is a bi-weekly recorded podcast, um, recorded every other Sunday. And it is comprised of my siblings and uh, their friends or whoever we invite for that week into our home. And we try to be as open as possible with our lives and struggles because we want everyone to feel comfortable, right? Um, So that we want you to know that we are also struggling with the same things you struggle with daily. um, And we're trying to overcome them, whether you're a Christian or not. So this week we'll be listening to Philip Simfukwe, my older brother, and Rachel Simfukwe, my older sister, preach on Ephesians chapters 3 and 4. And we always like to start off with the question, what has God done in your life from the past two weeks, so that we just get an update um, of how we've been feeling and what we've been doing, and uh, so we can give praise or say that we are struggling with something so we can help each other out. So here's Philip to start us off with that. Thanks and enjoy.
1: What are some things that you guys saw God work in you this week, uh, good or bad?
2: Okay, for me, I would say that God's presence has increased, and um, I've come to understand that if you think you know God, there's more to Him. There's always a deeper level; it's just up to you to push. Um, And then when you feel stuck, that means you need to push more. Like if you if you ever feel stuck in the presence of God or how you worship or anything like that. That means if you feel like your life is just the same over and over and you're doing the same stuff, that means God is calling you to a deeper dimension. Like a deeper, you know, if you spend time with God for like 15 minutes, you need to go more. So it just means, you know, deeper. And if you find yourself more like in those dimensions where you find yourself doing the same thing over and over, that means you have to switch it up. Because that means that the enemy knows what you're doing. So therefore he's going to attack you in those areas. And for me, I would say that if I find myself bored in the presence of God, that means I have to change the way I'm doing stuff. So that way you can have intimacy with God, because it's all about you know having intimacy with the Lord. If mm-hmm. you want your life to pr- tr- to to pr- what is it? If you want your life to Progress. prevail and travel, you have to push prayer. There's no other way out. Like you have to be a man of um and a woman of prayer. You have to travel. Like everybody has to pray. Prayer without your life without prayer is meaningless. But you also have to understand that reading the Word of God. And acting on the word of God and also um, praying is just a way of life. There's nothing to it. You know, uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If you lack wisdom, ask God from it. There are things that you can go through life and um, just moving with that purpose. But it is the Spirit of God. I think when I was reading from Deuteronomy, that's why I told you guys to read Deuteronomy. Because when you read the book of Deuteronomy, you understand, that, you know, when God gives you a promise and how it works and the other revelation that i noticed is that when god has promised you something that's not something i'm going to talk about my, my youtube when god has promised you something what gives you the right i think i talked to rachel uh, about it too when god has promised you okay say for instance god has promised you marriage right and then you sit over there god has promised you marriage okay marriage is coming but time has flown by for so many years right and then you sit over there and you go on other people's youtube and then saw in a word for marriage uh it's not going to change. It's not going to make it any faster. You know what I mean? It's not going to make it any faster if you saw in the word for that promise because you basically what the devil is doing is stealing your money. Because if God has said it, why do you have to pay for somebody else to reconfirm whatever God has promised you, right? Mm. Why do you have to give, why do you have to saw in the ministry when God has already promised you something? Like, what are you doing? Mm. So that was like a, you know, a revelation. So what I, basically these are the trickery of the enemy. Like, why are you paying for something that God already told you? Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it's understanding, like, no matter what God has said, it is the um, the timing of God to understand that God moves. And when time is time, it doesn't matter what you've been through or whatever is going on. When God has ordained something, there's nothing, no demon, no... Nothing. The Bible says nothing can separate you from the love of God. What God has spoken, He will speak. Whether you are disobedient or whether you are, you know... Well, of course, if disobedient causes delay. But whether you... Um, you know, you're not being faithful. God is always faithful in mm-hmm. you know, all those things. That's, you know, the 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 revelation from God. But now, um, God also hardens your heart in places like that. So, you have to also understand the heart of God. You can't just move in a way that, you know, you think this is this, you got it. Every time when I think I, like, you know, I got it, so I stop doing that. I'm like, there's more to God than what fits our eyes, mm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been through. I no, no, like the so i guess like i
3: did read like the first chapter of deuteronomy mm-hmm. and then it talked about like you know how they were grumbling mm-hmm. and like they were basically not like being obedient and from that it caused them to not even be able to see the promised land because mm-hmm. of certain people that he already had chosen chosen yeah. to see it
1: yeah hmm. uh, yeah that's huge <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly
3: mm. <clears throat>
1: Um. Uh, oh. oh I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I think for me, as I was telling the, uh, the men outside, um, it's like, so I had a dream, uh, in, in tandem to the dream that I told you about, you know, deciding how to do this bubble study. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part of that dream was, um, I was at UNF, and um, there were three different areas, but in th- in these three different areas, the dream had the same theme, and. It reminded me in this uh, dream, it reminded me of the days when I used to struggle uh, with porn and that sneakiness, you Mm -hmm. know, that that hidden, like you're trying to hide everything from everyone. Not Mm Yeah. I remember in the dream that that's what I was doing. I was trying to figure out ways of engaging in such things. So when I woke up, I'm like, God, like I haven't done this in a long time. So why am I dreaming like this? But you know that (coughs) it's
2: also the deception of the enemy. It's always that... You, that's why sometimes uh, you know dreams have come to tempt you and to, t- to accuse you. That's what dreams come from. Yeah. It's understanding. Like that's why I, was th- I think I was telling Rachel one time when I had the same dreams. I'm like, why am I having this? Why am I having this? I thought I overcame this, right? Yeah. So it's a deception of the enemy to accuse you of something. See, God allows temptation so He can shake your heart again, right? Yeah. It is not the fact that you did not pass the test. You pass the test. You overcame all those things, yeah. but it is the uh, understanding of. Um, you know, how the enemy wants to entrap you. So some people are weak. So if the enemy shows up like that, they're gonna be like, oh man, I I didn't pass the test. You know, that means I'm not doing better. So you go back to the same habits. Mm -hmm. So if the enemy can't take, can't take you down in the physical world, he's gonna agree with you in the spirit realm. And when he agrees with you in the spirit realm, that's when you start struggling in the real world because Mm
4: -hmm. anything
2: that happens, happens in the spirit first before Mm -hmm. it manifests in the physical world. So that's basically what happens. So um, one of the biggest things that I remember um, when my ex-boyfriend, um, he made me look at porn. I never knew anything about porn. Well, I knew, I knew something about porn because you know That's a long story how I knew about it But you know, it's a spirit of perversion that keeps on following you all around mm-hmm. So whenever he introduced me to you know porn it was kind of like very interesting in that kind of way You know, he you know, he made me watch and I was like, I, I, I don't want to watch this while we watching this Right, mm-hmm. and in that moment I was like, I don't want to watch this. I felt in my heart. And I was, like, I shouldn't do this and I you know just because you want to keep a relationship and you do whatever it is that is required to do, you know, because you don't know who you are in Christ, so mm-hmm. therefore, you want to fall in those areas of you know, being um, you know, allowing that spirit of perversion because porn is really hard to get away from, mm-hmm. it is really hard because it's a spirit that is like I don't know what kind of spirit that is, but for me because I never wanted to do that in the first place. So it was easy for me to cut it off, yeah. you know, it was easy for me to break away from that. Cause it was something that, you know, even the beginning of it, I didn't think it was right. You know, so I never struggled in that area, but I did struggle in masturbation, the area of masturbation because I was exposed to that. Since I couldn't have sex and I do that right. Yeah. In the, the opposite of everything else. So those are the things that, you know, masturbation took forever. It took years because it was something that I was fighting with. And it was something that I didn't understand it was a sin. You know you know because cosmo magazines were telling you oh this is just the reality of what you call this but it was a sin against god so it took the holy spirit see god was very patient enough to understand those things mm-hmm. and he was very gracious enough to show me that you know this is a spirit and it's a demonic force mm-hmm. and it's tormenting you but you're not understanding because when something feels good we always try to brush it off and say oh it, you know it feels good but the reality is is it pleasing God, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to honor God in everything that we do. So those are the things I was thinking about. How am I living a double life? You know, I was living a double life, you know, because <laughs> I kept like, giving excuses. And I remember one of my friends telling me that you know masturbation was actually you know a demonic force, and I was like, no, it's not, because you know, cosmic is telling us that this, you know, this is healthy and da da da. But it was not, because. And at that moment, then you have Definition that goes like you're asexual and stuff like that At one point, I thought I was asexual Like a person who likes themselves and See, that's how the spirit of perversion starts, then you start being Enclosed to the point where like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe it's okay, I can love myself I can stay away from, see how the enemy Lies, the enemy lies and goes like, oh yeah You can just love yourself, you know And just be attracted to yourself, and just Be okay, because what, you don't want to Hurt God in another area, but you're still sinning Because you're trying to, you know, hide the fact that, you know, you're living this nice life. Oh, I'm this church girl walking around, you know, I haven't done anything. You know, I'm not having sex like everybody else is doing. I'm not saying you're quite doing the same thing that everybody's doing because you're doing the same sin, sin is sin. You know, Mm -hmm. anything that does that. So, and those are the mindsets that I had because guess what? I'm not going to sleep with anybody else and I didn't want anybody else to know I'm having sex. So, therefore, I'll do opposite things, you know.
1: Yeah, things that are like that. So those are things I've got to understand. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's ultimately what uh, the conclusion that I came to is like, you know, uh, this week being very intentional about, um, you know, not allowing the enemy to speak into my life and allowing God to be the definer of of my life and whatnot. Um, So, uh, and also the other thing that was like, the thought processes that were coming out of that were like, you know, what is my intentions with how I live my life? Do I live my life for perfection or do I live my life for excellence mm-hmm. and so um, questioning those uh, for the simple fact that you know when something does not go the way that I intended when something goes wrong or when I do something uh, you know wrong uh, wh- when I you know when I said I mean like um, for this house or whatever, like how do I internalize that if mm-hmm. that makes sense and so uh, it all just came down to the same conclusion. Like, what am I allowing the enemy to speak mm-hmm. in my life, and what is uh, what am I allowing God to speak to in my life in terms of defining who I am? So, that's the what I believe that God's working in my life.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I cool. add on to that? One? Yeah. So, like the subject of um, dreaming. One thing I noticed is like when you dream about something that's scary, right, and then you associate it in reality, you start being scared. So you're making a contract. The moment you agree with something that is in the dream you start associating to reality, it becomes the, uh, uh, it becomes the reality of whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever you, God speaks through dreams and we know that in Job, it talks about, you know, God, you know, puts us to sleep and then in this sleep, he shows us all the stuff mm-hmm. so that we can understand what's going on. Because a lot of people are very, watchful going this, God is the one who allows everything, everything that you go through, whether it's witchcraft or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the Bible says all things work together for good to, to those who love God basically, that's why I don't believe in the power of um, I mean, I believe in the power of darkness, but I do believe that those things don't have any authority over us Mm -hmm. there's a time that God allows them so you can learn, you know, and your spiritual eyes are open to understanding what in the world is going on exactly, so that way you can learn how to you know, navigate through life and understand that, you know, God, ultimately that God is very powerful and these things don't have any authority over you, and it took me a while to understand that, because like when I started, you know, seeking God you know jeremiah 33 verse 33 i mean jeremiah 33 verse 3 when he says call unto me and i'll answer and i'll show you all hidden things right it was the most amazing thing like you know god was giving me all these clues and he's like "Call unto me I never understood that mm-hmm. but when i started seeking him and i started um you know discovering all these secrets you know about people and i was just like what what in the world is going on like why am i hearing all this stuff why am i you know learning about people's secrets like what's going on like god why you show me this you know, all the plots that people have done over my life, you know, God was showing me, this is what has happened to you in your life. But it was in the understanding of forgiving somebody, regardless of what they've done, because at the end of the day, God says, I will work all the things together for your good, whether it was bad, whether it was evil, whatever you did. And some of this stuff we bring on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We brings in on ourselves. Some, some things people bring on us, some things Jesus brings on us. Some things are just demonic. You know, God allows those things, but at the end of the day, it is, you know when you focus and you surrender, and that's why I, you know I was asking. I think I asked you about surrender, right?
1: Oh, I was, yeah, over
2: here. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think I. I don't know who I was asking about surrender. See, you know, no, I think it was just the three of you. Yeah. I came to understand that you can be saved and not surrendered.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I learned. You can be saved and not surrendered, and what I mean by that is that you have to be intentional. You can't. You have to be understanding that you can be saved and not surrendered. And as I looked at my life, I said I was saved, but I was not surrendered. Does that make sense? I still had, you know, my myself dubbing in, you know, sexual sin. I still had myself in dubbing in prideful sin. I still had a lot of things. But it was the grace of God that kept on calling me to Him. When I stumbled, you know, it was so hard to break from all this stuff. But the more I kept on pushing, you know, first God had to work for my my identity. He had to break, you know, you know, porn addiction. He had to break, you know, all that stuff for me, but it was just surrendering, you know, and right now I'm I'm learning how to surrender with pride because everybody has pride. And the Bible says the six things that he hates is pride. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I had to break through and understand that when I move into the will of God and the purpose that God has called me, it was a lot of things I had to surrender to. I had to surrender my shame, my anxiety, all those things. It was a step by step. All the time, God kept them working because I wanted something better and I wanted something new. And I want I want the spirit of God to move in a way that, God, I'm tired of this stuff. I'm tired of everything because these demonic forces were tormenting. And the more you keep on pushing to God, the more you start vividly feeling the presence of the enemy. Because the enemy is like, oh, where are you going? I want you back here. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what the enemy does. He's like, where are you going? I don't want you to come. So he's going to torment you. You know, you're going to hear voices telling you, I'm going to kill you, or I'm going to laugh at you and stuff like that. So those are things I had to pass through, you know, the fear of, you know, spiritual warfare. I had to pass through that. But at the end of the day, I understood that it is God who breaks all things. That it is God who breaks all generational curses. I had to break some generational curses. And that's the reason why I tell you guys, like, it is not, experience is basically on your own. But it is not by your will when God calls you to Him, when God puts you in position for anything, you have to ask yourself, is your life giving glory to God? Mm-hmm. Because God honors our lives. That's why I'm always laughing at people, like, you know, because people have put me in a position where like, you know, my life has been irrelevant to them and that's been okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been okay because I know who I'm called to be. You know, sometimes I wanna go like I'm gonna show you what God has made He's gonna make me one day. Mm-hmm. But it is by the promises of God that we move, you know, forward and understand that you know, and God had to check my heart. Mm-hmm. It's time. He was like, I, I, I need to see if I'm going to trust you with everything that I'm going to give you. I'm, yeah. I need to see. All those things were spoken, but it is the idea of realizing and walking in identity. You know, because at the end of the day, <laughs> however, man thinks, the Bible says that, I think it was in Deuteronomy. Let I me mean, read it. I read it for David. Mm. Because I want you guys to understand that the word of God is alive and it is as real as you, you know, <laughs> as you believe in God. If you think God is not real, think again. So it says, um, verse 2, uh, this is Deuteronomy chapter 8, talking about the promised land. It says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord, the Lord promised on the oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness, this 40 years, to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you will keep his commandments. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor ancestors had known, to teach you that. Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So those are the things I want to understand. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Have you ever found people who sit over there and go to work, and then you just go and work, but you have no purpose? Mm-hmm. Because God can give you, and that's why I'm at um, least just about. God gives all this stuff so that way, you know, and I've seen it with my, my granddaddy. I'm not lying to you. I've seen it with my granddaddy, a person who worked so hard, and yet it did not have the love of God. He was a miserable man, mm. and he left all this stuff for who? Does that make sense to you? So that's the reason why you have to understand. Even Ecclesiastes talks about he gives you all the riches so you can enjoy it. God is the one who gives everything. Sometimes he gives to people, to people, so they can make all this stuff so somebody else, like me, and I'm not lying, can walk around and possess something just like the Israelites. They possess lands that they did not build,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what it is to be called a child of God. So you don't work, but you move with purpose and enjoyment. When when you have found the definition of what God has promised you, yes, it might look kind of you know irrelevant to others, but it is the focus and mission of understanding that when God has called you, you have purpose. You know, I think David can testify to that because he always goes like, "Yeah, but I need to find what God has given me." Somebody who finished school, they went to college, they've done everything that that is supposed to do as a normal person should do, right? But yet they're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Because every heart longs for a God. There's a space in your heart that just has to be filled with God. No man, nothing. You know, I always, you know, remind people, you know, I always told my sister all the time this. If you don't know who you are in God, and if you marry somebody without you knowing what, who you are in God, you are going to fall because the person that you are marrying, your husband, is never going to fill you. Mm-hmm. That is the definition that I said. Because if you go in your relationship and you're not filled by God, you are going to yearn for something. But guess what? God is telling you, I'm the one who's going to feel that. So when you go in full and filled with your identity, you are not going to mooch off somebody else's, you know, attention because you know who you are in Christ, and therefore you are going to never long for anything. But you're going to long for Christ, and therefore there is balance in there, and that's what I've always told. I told you guys all that. Okay. So find yourself in God, define who you are, so you don't, you know, make other people miserable. Okay, so that's the thing that you have to understand. So you don't make people miserable because a lot all times people go in things and thinking that that person is going to fill you. No, let God feel, be the fulfillment of everything. Let God heal you from everything. Let God amend you. It's not going to be perfect, of course, because we, you know, we're meant to be. You know, I always tell everybody: we're, women are meant to be lovers and men are meant to be respected. Those are the things that you know everybody has to understand. It is in God. There's something in your life that yearns for a savior. The emptiness is only, God made that room for himself. He didn't make it for anybody else. Mm-hmm. You can have everything that you want. That room that longs for desires and the longs to be fulfilled, the, the room that wants to be completed, that room is meant for Jesus. If you don't got Jesus, you're always going to be filled with emptiness. Mm-hmm. You're going to be purposeless. Even when you, you have everything that you want. right? You have everything because everything is just doesn't matter. Everything doesn't make sense without God. That's what I've learned. Everything does not make sense with God. You know, and you know, I've seen that. I've experienced that. I've known that. Mm-hmm. Only God can define you. And then, you know, if you guys read Ecclesiastes, I love the book of Ecclesiastes. You know, it tells you, you know, some people live their life and they don't have anything. Some, God gives them wealth and everything else, but they, yet they don't un- enjoy. And I think it talks about that one man who, if he died and woke up, he would still be miserable. I don't know if you know that. You know that one. The hundred, the hundred year old
1: man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You heard about it? I, I think so. Yeah, it's in there. Really good, Jesus. It will tell you. So all the toils that you toil around, life is meaningless mm-hmm. <laughs> without Christ. Mm-hmm. So you need Jesus. Yo,
5: yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, I like God forgive me. There's one game I used to play. They called. They probably know it called. Nobody know. They heard of. Ran up all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you play the whole game and you start from the bottom and you get everything in the world and it's like it becomes sort becomes too depressing because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. the game over now. The game over you ride around with nothing to do with everything in the world. Yeah. Exactly. And it gave me a glimpse like
1: Yeah.
5: You'd be like that in real life.
2: Yeah. A life without Christ is a life empty. A life with Christ is a life fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Always that. If you want to be, stu- if you want to live the best life, live it in a surrendered life. Leave your life surrendered. Leave your life surrendered. Nobody's perfect. That's why I don't like. I don't judge people. Like I've been through, I've been through the worst things. That's why I, I look around. And I'm like, you know, it's 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 better to acknowledge your sins and work from there than to sit, you know, miserable. That's why I love talking about this. I like to put my life on display so you guys can know that nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know, sometimes I get, I'm like, why am I talking about myself? <laughs> like I don't want nobody to hear my secrets. But at the end of the day, I feel like the more you're open about your insecurities, the more you get healed from them. And the more, cause when you put something in, in the forefront and acknowledge it, you get help instead of um, sitting and, um, and hiding mm-hmm. and letting those things torment you because nothing is hidden from God. Like honestly, nothing is hidden. That's why I'm always laughing at people. I'm like, what are you hiding? Like I for me, I think God had to expose me from all this stuff so that way I can be able to relate to somebody and I can be able to discern with people and, and understand like, okay, you've been through this, I've been through that. Like and nothing new about that. You know, everything's in the past. Just look for it. So Yeah. Mm.
5: Yeah, like when you're telling your story, mm-hmm. I think it's like we're out there talking, and it's like, it's real tense at first, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. feel he, he is open, he is expressing himself. Then when I started expressing, then David started feeling it, and then yeah. know he and me joined in, we was all communicating after like that. Mm-hmm. But it all came through yeah. the vulnerability of opening yourself, open. like it's real hard for people to do that
2: shame holds you down like shame holds you down yeah. you know when you're vulnerable they, it becomes deliverance uh vulnerability produces deliverance mm-hmm. you get delivered some people take some people these things sometimes they're strongholds like the generational curses that follow people around and then some things are just kind of like the things that we brought on and they can be easily be fixed by you know you know half of my deliverance when it happened it happened through me pursuing God. Cause I was like, I don't want to do this. I know it doesn't feel good and it was hard, but I fought, you know, I fought every ounce of it. Like I did. And then sometimes I'll find myself in traps of, you know, you, you think you, you find yourself in traps of the same kind of man, you know, I had to realize, I'm like, you know, I came from this other guy and I'm dating this guy. Why is the same pattern over here? You know, why is the same pattern of addiction to this person? Cause people come and then they tell you, Oh, you know, I'm a Christian and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, yes, we are all believers, but we're not surrendered. That's the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. not that there's, there's something wrong with the, the person. I think it's just, you know, they haven't surrendered to, to the obedience and understanding. They haven't fully understood the truth of God. And the truth of God, when he comes, you're like, oh my gosh. Because mm-hmm. God is revelatory. He he reveals himself from, like, from our lives every single time, like little by little, little by little, and mm-hmm. until we know everything, you know, until we're cleared off and we're sanctified. But that means being intentional. You know, draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. It's intentional. Like, it's a relationship. Just like, you know, a relationship between two married people. It's a relationship with God. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. That's why we're called, you know, brides of Christ. That's why Jesus is our husbands. Okay? Yes, he's your husband. Yeah. Yes, it says so in the word of God. <laughs> Jesus is your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is your husband. I used to, I used to get mad at this, when I used to say that. Jesus is my husband. I'm like... What in the world is wrong with this lady? Until I looked at the word of God, it does say that. We are his husband. I mean, we he's all husbands. We're his bride. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this spirit of God was
1: just... Uh. That's good. That's really good. That? Helps put everything into perspective, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, Anyone else?
2: Oh, and I want I want everybody to know. Do not be ashamed. Like one of the biggest things, like exposing yourself, um, brings. Um, when you put yourself out there, it's not to bring like shame or whatever. Whoever condemns. This is why like you know, when that woman, um, when uh, they were trying to stone her to death. What did Jesus do? <coughs> It's like, if you haven't done anything else, then sit over there and condemn. Then sit over there and condemn. That's just why, because I feel like the world has given us this, you know, and the churches have given people, I think that's why God is doing it so differently, because he wants people that, are, I've seen people are broken. I think I shared Rachel with the story. Like, you know, a woman that was broken, I said I thought my life was, like, worse. Her life was worse to the point where, like, it was so really hurtful to even read her story. But she was very vulnerable enough to put her, her story in front of everybody. For everybody to see. So that people can see that you are not alone. And it is the lie of the enemy that has told you that you know you are this shameful thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, if God can use her, he can use anybody. I was just like, oh my gosh. People are going through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, Seriously. People have gone through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That story was just kind of like, you don't even want to finish reading it.
5: <laughs> that's how bad it was but you saw Jesus you're like only God can do this mm-hmm. so. you yeah, know but it's just always good to share our story because every, it showed that everybody goes through something mm-hmm. and we're not alone mm-hmm. because we all have God and the thing is like, it's like whenever you do something to somebody you gotta imagine that you're doing this to God mm-hmm. yeah because he and each and every one as you're alive. God in you, you live in God. Yeah.
2: That's why God says we honor each other and God honors our lives. It doesn't work that way because you can't. And the Bible talks about, you know, loving. How can you love God? I think it's in uh, John, 1 John. And hate chapter your brother. Four. Yeah, and hate your brother. You cannot say you love God when you, you have to do. Ministry is all about doing the same thing, you know, because God is not you know he's existing in this you know he's a spirit being so therefore and then Jesus lives in us so therefore the way we treat each other is like looking at somebody's person like when I do something to somebody I always think about oh my gosh that's just why I'm like when it comes to certain things I'm always quick to apologize when I think that I'm oh my gosh I just did that because to me it's like oh I'm doing this to Jesus you know and that's the part and it's all about reverencing that's why I always talk about respect You know do you honor god and respect god you honor god by the things that you do and by the things that he loves what does god love okay god loves it when we obey him okay god loves it when we follow through his commandments okay and it's not easy because that's why the 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 word of god says in this world we're like jesus to be like jesus we're not going to be perfect okay but every time when we mess up you know we reverence things and understand and acknowledge our sins And keep them moving and not be hard headed. That's the thing. Like always surrendering. Because sometimes sorry, (laughs) sorry. So we live a life of surrender. We leave a life of um, different in order for God to move you to a different dimension, you have to be surrendered. Because God cannot work work on something that's not open. And God cannot work on something that is not willing. It's a it's a relationship. It's a relationship.
5: Yeah, exactly. If you're not open. And I mean, when you don't understand something that's commanded you, you're not gonna do it. Nope. Like, think about who, where, where would Jesus be today mm-hmm. if he is alive?
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Can y'all tell me what type of person would Jesus be if he is alive today? Well, Jesus is alive. You mean like,
4: walking?
5: Like, like in in a human body?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: If he is here today, what will we be? What type of person would be back then? Oh,
1: you would be among the the poor, yeah, yeah. homeless.
5: Yeah, yeah. wow. That so was, imagine yeah. how when you treating that person at the corner store mm-hmm. mm-hmm. back then, that could have been Jesus you had to talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, that's what the Bible talks about. Like you know, be careful how you treat others because you never know that you entertain an angel. Mm-hmm. That's why I, the reason why I, like my heart sometimes when I'm like feeling some type of way of like Jesus, can you help me be nice? Because right now. You know, (laughs) right now I'm trying to be so nice. It is the hardest thing, but it is all about you know being surrendered. Like we surrender every step of the way, and we just it's just surrendering. Like God, I'm gonna put you first in this situation because I'm having a hard time, and I'm gonna put you first. You know, because I want to worship you. You know, it's a life of worship and it's a life (laughs) it's a life of surrender. As much as people feel it as a nitty gritty thing. You know, in everything that we do, let us worship God. Okay? And I tell my brother the same thing. So when I tell him to do dishes, and he starts grumbling, I'm like, ah, you know that. You know, he starts grumbling. And I tell him, I was like, you can't do that. Like, you, you know, you say you love God. You have to profess everything. I do this not to annoy people, but to understand that don't be a person who knows the word of God, but yet does not follow what the word of God says. Be a person who is... Live it the Word of God, like, literally. The Bible says by the fruit you should know them. Let your fruit speak for themselves. Nobody should tell you that you're a Christian. Nobody should ask you you're a Christian. People should know eh, you're a Christian because they know by the fruits. The Spirit of God can communicate with the Spirit, okay? Mm-hmm. People will know when they see you. They'll be like, oh, that person must love God because the Spirit is speaking and the Spirit knows mm-hmm. who its own are Okay, So those are the things that we understand. People shouldn't tell us. we're this or we're that, but the spirit of God should just emulate itself and know that we're walking in this, you know, evidence of Jesus Christ as in the flesh, so those are things, I don't know about you guys, but me I love me some Jesus you know, and the way I love Jesus is telling the truth, as it is okay, Jesus is the truth the truth sometimes is kind of crummy, but the truth is the truth, so I'll tell everybody I'm like, I'm going to speak the truth, I don't care how it sounds like to you, if you don't have ears that's your own problem because I think the other day I have spoken what God told me to speak. So that's it. Yeah. Sorry for being boastful. They said <clears throat> boasting in the word of God. So I'm boasting. Over yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think I took up your time. But I think that's what was in the spirit of God. Yeah. Not me. No, David, sense. did you want to say something? Because you got quiet.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean? i quiet
2: too. Did you want to say something?
1: Can Henry? No? Okay. Alright. Um, so, yeah, we are reading Ephesians chapter 3. Yeah. <coughs>
3: Verse. Verse? Uh, you got a new form in here? Yeah. it's hard to
4: think.
5: Yes, you know, know that one's
1: So, okay, we'll start. Uh, we'll read, and then I have a few questions that you guys can uh, discuss. Wait, uh, wait. My thing crashed. Oh, you, uh, my bubble f- effect crashed. I understand. <laughs> I
4: understand.
1: Uh, but, um, yeah, so we are going to be reading. The, the first chunk is going to be. Um, You read it by yourself. Yeah, no,
3: definitely. So when you (laughs) finish, there we go. Mine has a lot of scriptures.
1: Everyone has to read. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is. We're gonna read um, three to. Uh, what is it? One to one to six. I'm sorry. (laughs) Three to yeah, chapter three, one to six. Yeah. Um. So. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. Which was, made, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with uh, Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together of the promise in Christ Jesus. You, do you know where what are you reading
3: ephesians three it's
1: a new testament what i don't see anything wait were you reading the intro or the number one chapter three. Oh. <laughs> yes <coughs> uh so so okay the big verse there that i wanted us to focus on was in verse uh, six this mystery is that through the gospel The Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise uh, in Christ Jesus. Um, I'm going to read chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. Yes. And this section reads, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promises, of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. So I'll read that one more time, and then I'll read the focus verse. Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves their circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in this world. So taking that verse and then taking the verse, in 3, six, This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. What does that do in terms of how you view God, how you view the gospel? What does that do as Gentiles? How does that do um, how does that work in your lives? So again, verse three 3.6. Now chapter 3, verse 6 is the focus. So what does that mean to you guys? Well, um,
0: it's always about one body. And that's actually funny because that's the current uh, sermon series that Pastor Chad is doing over at Destination Mm. One Body. Um, But he's not, I don't think he's reading Ephesians or he's reading something else. But essentially, like we're one body. We're just we're part of one nation under literally under God, under Jesus. That's what we are as Christians. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't have remember the barrier that we were talking about last time. That barrier that was uh, between what the Jews and the, Jews the Jews non-Jews Jews, yeah. essentially. Um, that needs to be broken down, and that we all need to just come together, no matter what. It doesn't matter. if Black Lives Matter. It doesn't matter if we're for this, for Democrat, Republican. It doesn't matter. One body. For all.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Now let me go to. <laughs> so our um, the yeah, it doesn't matter in that sense. Um, I think it's the understanding of separating, um, you know, the laws from the what does that says that we're not under law, but we're under grace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. In that kind of function, would be um, understanding that that God does not look at that, but He looks at that. You know, He looks at a person as um, what would you say? A person who gives their life to Christ. So that's the way God will look at them. Like just He looks at them as a soul. As, there you go, hmm. a soul that needs to be saved. A soul that is saved by grace, not at the you know what they was saying. To be
3: under
2: them huh? Like what they've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he doesn't look at, you know, all those things but he looks at you know he looks at Jesus. God looks at Jesus mm-hmm. and say, you know, for God saw all the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him so should not perish but have a lot everlasting life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's how God looks at it
1: in a sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. God refines it no longer is a dividing wall between people and people, um uh, it is now eradicated between peoples because now the union comes with Christ. So that's, yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that because um, a lot of uh, what Paul was saying in chapter 2 is like, you know, you who are uncircumcised or who are considered that by those who call themselves the circumcision, you know, how he emphasizes that, not you know those who are circumcised. He says the circumcision. So Paul is even using the terminology that the Jews would identify with. That is their identity. We are the circumcision. We are the ones who are set apart um, by God. And so, yeah, what I love about this point that Paul is making is this is a mystery that God has revealed through the gospel, that the gospel is the thing that brings everyone together. And as David was saying, it brings it in the idea of a body, um, which, you know, a body is probably one of the most unifying things that um, exists in our um, uh, in our ecosystems and our organisms and whatnot because that's the you know if you remember like you start from a cell sorry an atom then a cell then you have uh, cell parts and whatnot then you have tissue then you have an organ and then you have i forget what that in the in middle but it always works itself up to a unified body mm-hmm. um, so we're gonna re- I'm going to read Acts uh, 42 to 52, <clears throat> and then I'm going to read Ephesians 10 to 13. So I'm jumping to Acts, uh, Acts, sorry, Acts 13, 42 to 52. Um, okay, so this reads, As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. So Paul is, I guess, talking about the resurrection before he was talking about the gospel. And yeah, so they were asking him come back. Uh, when the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds they were filled with jealousy, they began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, "We We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourself worthy of eternal life, We now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they, uh, they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. (coughs) <coughs> so we're going to read Ephesians 3, 10 to 13, uh, which reads, uh, His intent—oh, nope, sorry. <laughs> Let's go back. We're going to read from 7, and then we'll talk about 10 to 13. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people— this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of, his, of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. According to His eternal purpose that He accomplished in Christ, our Lord, in Him and through faith in Him, we have we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of uh, my sufferings for you, which are your glory. So the part that I want to focus on is verse uh, 10 to 13, which reads. His intent is that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God for freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory so with that being said um, <clears throat> what? when was the last time you viewed or used your suffering as a benefit for someone else when was the last time you viewed or used your suffering as a benefit for someone else, intentionally viewed it that way.
2: Oh, I have one. So last time we went to a Bible study and I noticed like the women had so many things um, because of course God gives me discernment. So I noticed like the women were kind of like holding off. So once I revealed, you know, my inner, well, I'm going to call them secrets now because my life is exposed. (laughs) So once I I was vulnerable enough, I noticed that everybody started being vulnerable with their stories and they actually dug in and told us the most heaviest secrets ever. So that was very, um, very powerful yeah. to um, you know, in that moment. Because I think it was oh Seth, I'm gonna kick your butt. Why are you taking the threaters out? Stop doing that. So it was kinda like um understanding like um understanding that when the word of God says all oh, things work together for good and to understand that your life is meant as you know god's you know your life is not for your glory but for god's glory and understanding that god heals everything and god means everything else i think i had an epiphany when i was praying to god well god what did i do to you you know what did i what happened to my life like i always worshipped you i mean it wasn't perfect but i wasn't you know, I was being like the Pharisees. I'm not doing like everybody else is doing over there. But, you know, I tried to live my life the best that I would to your glory. But God was trying to make me understand that regardless of anything, like he, you know, I prayed and fasted for my healing. Because I knew that God was a healer. But understanding that, that in my weakness, uh, what is that word that says that for, when I, for I, when, when I am weak.
1: He is strong.
2: Yeah, for when I am weak, he is strong. So he had to show himself a group in my life, and then realizing that you know that God has called me um, to to a women's ministry to help women understand you know their stories, and it is okay you know that God has a vision for them. So in that moment, I realized that whatever happened to me, you know, happened for the glory of God. So in that's when I started understanding that you know God is the author of life, and therefore. If he has purpose for everything and it, it was very interesting to to just get that revelation to know that you know God announced himself you know because even that one one of the prophet when I, when I was 16 years old 16 or 17 somebody told me that I was gonna go through a hard life right but I didn't understand that nobody knows the mystery of God but it was a warning to tell me that you know God was speaking but if I had realized then but since my eyes were closed mm-hmm. so I didn't understand that it took me Now these years, my little years, to understand that it was all the purpose of God, sometimes God allows certain things to happen to you so he can reveal his glory in your life. Mm -hmm. It is not that he hates you, but he has to prune you and cut you uh, to bring purpose to you, to understand that I'm the God and I'm the author and nobody says it. And when you believe his word as it is, there's nothing that you fear because right? I've seen the brink of death. You know, when my daughter told me, "Oh, you're gonna die," and I'm like, "Oh, really?" Mm-hmm. You know, I look at them. and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm gonna die. I look fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so when people tell you that, it's understanding and believing by faith that the word of God is alive mm-hmm. and shutting down the, you know, the lies of the enemy. And that's what it took. It took to understand that it is impossible for me to please God. You know, without having faith in Him. So I had to take Him for His word, mm-hmm. and I, I realized that You spoke this over my life. Where did this thing come from? he didn't announce what the enemy was doing right he didn't announce that but he gave me an assurance a hope to hold on to the you know, prophetic words that were spoken over my life and those are the things but it didn't take up the fact that he didn't feel good but when I started delighting in him and understand excuse me understanding that you know my life has purpose and has meaning that it was for his glory and he's the one who sustains life I understood that no man nothing if God wants me to be here I am going to be here mm-hmm. and if God wants me to die I'm going to die but whatever God wants I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna lead my life to bring him glory yeah. okay so that's the thing I've understood that you know my life you know is found in Christ that's what I've understood like no matter what whether it's sickness whether it's pain everything about me was made for the glory of God and that's what I've understood know and i'm not going to completely understand anything but i do know that my story was given to me for a purpose yeah. and for a time as you know this yeah so yeah that's how i use my life
1: that's good yeah know. Yeah, as um deuce pointed out earlier like you know me opening up to them to you know the men and whatnot and them uh, opening up as well <coughs> that's like uh yeah that's a clear good example because ultimately as you're pointing out like Uh, Vulnerability breeds deliverance, um, but not only just your life, but in everyone's Everyone's life. life. Yeah, and so um, I think I can say for me, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen it in other people, Um, like Lucas's life. He like shared his life and all of his circles. He wasn't a Christian before, and then he became a Christian um, in his later years. So it's one of those like aspects where you're like, uh, sorry. Henry, um, David, oh David, you didn't go. Uh, he was pointing out how like <laughs> he was like kind of struggling with, should I be as forward as I am, right? Like he's a pretty forward guy and whatnot. One of our friends, he's pretty forward, and he was wondering, and asking people like, is that okay for me to be that? And everyone's like, dude, if you had not been that forward with me, um, I don't think I'd be here still, because you know I'm timid and whatnot. Um, what else did they say? Like for example, one of the guys, he was actually leading, it was you know, Lucas is the main leader mm-hmm. but he handed it over to another guy and this guy is like, yeah, no the first time I went, I'm like, I don't think it's for me, and my wife is like, no <laughs> this is for you, mm-hmm. and then later on it's now here he is, filling in and he's like, I would never have never. done this, so that was like a good example like, your life as Paul is talking about in verse 13 I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are Your glory Mm -hmm. and so Paul is pointing out like yeah and to Mm -hmm. us when you suffer you know don't think it just stops there see it as an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed Mm -hmm. in you and for people to Mm -hmm. to see who they are in Christ because even before that you know he's praying like I want you to see this about the gospel this is what the gospel is supposed to produce in you so Mm -hmm. um, yeah
2: and also, everybody watches your life, um, yeah. especially when you're a professing Christian. That's yeah. why I tell people, I'm like, you, that's why I says by the fruit, you should know them. You know, people watch you, whether you like it or not. People, somebody is watching you, trying to see what kind of God you serve. I'm trying to see, you know, before I even, you know, surrender my life, I'm trying to see what kind of God is working in your life and try to see what he's doing in your life. Yeah. So your life is a ministry, whether you're speaking out loud or you're just walking out loud. Whatever you're doing, you know, that's why the Bible says do it unto the Lord because people are watching you. You know, some people watch for demises and and, and, and traps and stuff like that. But regardless of anything else, the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God. Yeah. Best believe whether somebody's intentions are evil, whether somebody's intentions are good, God's glory is gonna be glorified. As long as you yourself are focused on God, mm-hmm. right? As long as you yourself is keeping your eyes on the price, you know. Knowing that i'm going to go you know to glory one day and because life is not guaranteed you mm. know it's, it's it's very boastful for people to walk around and and, and think that you know life is guaranteed mm. so those are the things i've got to understand like my life make your life count yeah you know make your life count mm. be fearless you know
1: yeah, perfect um yeah so? yeah anyone else mm?
2: yeah,
5: my life to the kids like that's the time that i put towards niece and nephew that's really like what make it so hard moving on in life and thinking about just me and trying to advance Mm -hmm. just be the kids like i just look it's much deeper than me Mm -hmm. you know like uh being the first one to graduate college Mm -hmm. and all that so i just want I want to make it not stop. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want this to just keep happening, mm-hmm. and then this would be our family thing. Yes, we college mm-hmm. so, Yes. You know.
2: Yeah, it does kind of um set um, and that's what it's called to break generation curses. Because a lot of people get into this deep dimension talking about generation gifts. It's just changing the pattern of the things that were not like bridging forth and seeing a new revelation. Like for me. My generational curse was just understanding that I am not going to be like my mother. You know, I was like, I'm not going to be like my mother. My mother is a beautiful woman. You know, she has a nice heart and everything, but one of the biggest things that I noticed in her partner, you know, she's a business savvy woman, you know, God gives skills for a reason. So, you know, she's able to take care of herself. So I'm not going to, you know, disregard disregard her or not. But one of the biggest things I said, I'm not going to get pregnant um, you know, I'm gonna have my own husband and I am going to make sure that there's no stepchildren over here and step whatever. Those are the things that I wanna do because mm-hmm. God has called man and wife together and that's it, no step this, no step that. I say those are gonna end generational curses. I'm gonna make sure my husband loves his kids because it's something that I've seen in our dad. So those things I you know, I'm gonna have just a different whole round of things. So those are the things I dimensionalize, I'm like, okay, I see something wrong with this picture. I need something different for my generation Mm -hmm. and I have to set those standards by myself to make it a life that is worthy of God's calling Mm -hmm. and not to be passive. Because there's a lot of people who are very passive about life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would you be passive when God has given you a life that is meant to be enjoyed? Mm -hmm. You're passive and you're okay, you know, with everything else. There's some things that I, I don't appreciate, you know, about our parents that are very passive, and I'm like, God has made you to enjoy, what example are you leaving for the next generation,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, what example are you leaving, so those are things I think about, like, I need to live a like a life that has an example, that, you know, people enjoy life, because things, certain things kill, just watching them, like, they kill everything, yeah. you know, and it's just something, you know, that I've learned from my parents, I'm like, I'm not taking this in my marriage, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm not, like, this is not going to happen, I mean, they're the best parents, because, you know, everybody ain't perfect, but... That's
5: true, we have to be able to learn from other people.
2: Yeah, because some people...
5: Yeah, because
2: yeah, some people like to blame their parents. Well, my parents did this. Ah, uh, please. Your parents are called human beings. If you know who your God is, look at God and start, start looking at your parents. Because that's the excuse that everybody says, well, it's my parents' fault I'm like that. Are you kidding me? Your parents' fault that you're like that? No. Some of this stuff you brought yourself that's the way it goes like like i hate when people say that yes our parents are not perfect but you now since you know that your parents did that to you yeah. look at the future stop looking in the back
5: yeah. if you you say your parents messed up your life and then you raise your kids do you going to mess them up you're going to mess yeah. up your kids oh that's what my mama did to me so i'm going to do this you're yeah. basically doing, yeah.
2: you, doing revenge you're doing your
5: revenge that's equal what my mama
2: did to me. so i'm going to do that like the, um, <laughs> the Jamaican guy, oh. mm.
3: when he was talking about it, he was like, I had a sickness and my sickness was unforgiveness. Unforgiveness? Because his father was a druggie. Mm-hmm. His mom, she became depressed after she had him. Post-traumatic. Post-traumatic. And the dad was so abusive to his mom. Mm. So, you know, he got adopted. And I guess in their country, I don't know, it's something if you're adopted, it's like, it seems like a shame because mm-hmm. he used to be made fun of being adopted mm-hmm. and then people knew his father, people knew his like his mom. So they're like, your mom is mad. Your dad is a drug dealer." So he had every time he saw his dad, he hated any like, mm-hmm. Anytime that he did, like, he wanted a bike. One time he wanted a bike. He saw his dad ride, ride a bike. He told his adopted parents, like, I don't want this. They don't want I don't want the bike because I see what he's doing. Like, I anything I, I that he wanted that his father was doing. He didn't mm-hmm. want it. And he was like, I had to learn the time that I ended up like learning how to like forgive. And when I guess God like deliver him and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. learned, he was like, you know, it's not about me. Like, it's not him, mm-hmm. you know, it's not him because you know, I'm, I'm cleansed, I'm new that God was able to like work in me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I see him, I talk to him, but I mean, I don't call him father yet because mm-hmm. the father I have is up above, mm-hmm. <laughs> but
2: and mm-hmm. still have like that respect for mm-hmm. him. yeah because um it's a, it's a connection of understanding like parental that's why um the biggest things about everything else is like you always get grateful because at the end of the day the person was allowed to give birth to you right like mm-hmm. my mom you know her dad told her to you know uh you know abort the child but she refused right so she allowed that because sometimes the time was this you know god saved my life you know i would have went through my life and felt rejected which i did a little bit quite a time but mm-hmm. once i got closer to god all that stuff started healing so and those are the things i want to understand you know rejection i don't know how she felt like when she got rejected by her own mother i mean her own father you know it's the understanding of, for her even because i used to when when i when my i didn't drink for my mom's boobs like mm-hmm. no my grandma breastfeed me breast, what is it Breastfed me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he di- she did that. So I called my grandma mom, right? Mm. So because it's, you know, when you think about those stories, you're thinking to yourself and you're like, okay, because the girl that had you was, you know, childish and young at that time. So those are the things that we have to understand. It is the most painful thing to go through life and think about that. But at the end of the day, when you swallow yourself in, you know, in God, everything just disappears. Every pain, every mm. hurt, everything just goes away because every time you're surrendering you know that you know god is working in you a cleaner heart and a a new purpose a heart of forgiveness we're mirroring christ and allowing ourselves and allowing jesus to reflect in us and know that we we, you know we it's 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 a miracle that we're even alive because some of us they wanted to kill us okay they wanted to destroy us the enemy was at it when you were you know from the beginning but god has a purpose And you get grateful, even for the person that didn't think that you deserved life, Mm -hmm. you know, because he produced the seeds and that seed was my mother. Mm -hmm. And then my mother produced me. So regardless of anything else, you still get appreciated and you forgive and keep on moving and Mm -hmm. say, you know, God ultimately has that divine plan. So just like the guy you're talking about, you know. Mm -hmm. And I
3: think I can like relate to that kind of story, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Not being raised, I mean, my parents here are my parents, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, you have your own biological parents, they're still there, Mm -hmm. but not being able to have that like connection with them. Cause like my mom, like, I remember I was very, my dad and I, when I was little, everywhere he went, I went. Mm -hmm. So it was just like that relationship. Even now we still have that bond, like where like if I talk to him, I can like go vent to him. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like that tangible, like, you have a father also here. Mm -hmm. And you want to have that, but it's a little bit hard, Mm -hmm. even, like, to have that open up and, like, being open and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, also, like, a mother. Because, you know, every daughter wants to be to their their mom. Mm -hmm. So it it, it is hard. Sometimes you look and you're like, okay, it is hard. Mm -hmm. But I guess you also have to realize, like, that's what I'm trying to learn. You know, even what I went through, everything. I could have like that bitterness, mm-hmm. and I could have that hatred or mm-hmm. everything. But then I realized, like, I don't want that life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be different. Mm-hmm. And I've always known, even like everything that I've gone through now, like when God has spoken to me, He's like, "Your story is different. Mm-hmm. You are different.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it mm-hmm. might not look good, but you're different. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it shall be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he always gets good when he gets purified. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like." <laughs> One of the biggest things that you want to be like okay this is actually it's kind of like i don't know what happens but it comes that moment where you just understand who you are in christ and everything just go like you start appreciating your story instead of getting mad at your story
5: yeah Yeah. so yeah yeah that's like growing and i felt what you were saying you were talking about not wanting to uh like grow like raise kids that have different parents and all Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm like i came up under that but there was no marriage involved my Mm -hmm. dad was just having kids you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. now it's like we get older and we Mm -hmm. have to meet all these different brothers and sisters and it's a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like not like the love isn't on the same level Mm -hmm. for everybody
2: yeah because some people feel rejected in their hearts so they're gonna you know, yeah. even though you didn't do anything to them, you're a sibling, they're going to come out to you as if you're the enemy. Yeah. So, and that's the way, because it's not your fault, but it's the same thing. Uh, I think for me, speaking on that one, I think I never liked Philip, because every time it was Philip the perfect child. <laughs> no, I was a there, No, it was something that God had to deliver me from. It was Philip if I loved, you know, Yamba if I hated. Like, mm-hmm. Jacob if I loved, and Yamba if I hated. That's how it was, because my dad used to plainly complain like compare us in plain sight. Like I he would just my dad my doing. <laughs> 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 well, I
3: think that's why, Like my mom back home, because my brother hates. Like he doesn't like me. Yeah. So it's my mom a- would do the same I thing. I just tell her like, don't do stuff like that. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. like, that causes a division among us. Yeah. You know, like I don't want that's to. That's hate you.
5: when my dad do mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
3: And on top of that, like my family. My parents mm-hmm. never, like, graduated school. Not graduated only finish. When do it. <laughs> yeah. They never finished college or, like, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So it seems like it's also like a struggle in education with that. Because mm-hmm. my sister struggles, my brothers, like, they both struggle. I mean, my older one was able to get, like, a trade, but I don't know if he really, like, mm-hmm. finished. Yeah, because he uses, but he drinks a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, that whole cycle. Yeah. Like,
2: you know, you and gotta pray. I mean, I think that's the reason why, like, for me, um, it's just the divine understanding of um, breaking curses. And I think, and that's the reason why, like, um, you know, God has allowed everybody to come through and understand. Because if we allowed the way we felt, we wouldn't function. Because if you didn't allow God to work in you, there is no way you can forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell, I remember telling my dad all the time, I'm like, oh, the same person that you really love the most, we'll see what's gonna happen. You know, it's just understanding that you know my dad exalted so much Philip to the point where when he found out that I'm gonna embarrass you a little bit. So when he found out that Philip was smoking, he's like, Philip is smoking what? Cigars?
1: Cigars? Cigars. Uh-huh. Yeah, Whatever it is,
2: smoke. <laughs> so it was so funny. My dad came up to me, he's like, Oh, your brother is. Oh, I thought it was. You know, I, I was like, Oh, I, <laughs> I, was I was like, Oh, okay. So like. And in my, at that moment, if I'm not lying, I was just like, yes. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I was like, the person that you put on a pedestal has disappointed you. I think we were jealous a lot. I think everybody we was am Like,
5: yeah, you, you see, not somebody like with angel now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then to understand. Oh, man. Yeah, only God can. I think that's what it has taught me in that time. And then you not know, to exalt somebody. I people down. I was to my dad, I was like the same people that you. And I even told him, I was like the same person that you despise the most is the same person that's gonna come and help you. Mm-hmm. That's what I told my dad. I was like, I'm the one who's gonna help you. Trust me. I even told him that. <laughs> that's how bad it was. It was gruesome. Yeah. You know. But we we survived. We're all together. It's just life. <laughs> yeah. So I still
0: love you for the. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, like hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still love you. I don't feel
1: you. No, but <laughs> all of these examples that we've all come up with. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully we now are seeing that God is able to use all of these things, our sufferings, so that people can be blessed, so that other people can be shown the way that, you know, of God, and, and uh, especially Christians who <coughs> who still need that deliverance, right? They're, still, they're saved and they're trying to figure out, why do I still feel like this? Why do I still act like this? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we can bring that light to them, and be like, this suffering that I experienced, you can glean from it. Uh, what does it say? Um, the comfort that God has given us, we are in, our, in turn use that to comfort others. not mm-hmm. um, but yeah,
5: yeah. I just had a revelation, man. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like, uh, they say you go through getting fed the milk mm-hmm. and then as soon as you got everything, now you on to the, the meat. Mm-hmm. And now you going out, you teaching, yeah. Yeah. you go through life, you go through, all your trials and everything, and you see somebody going through something similar, yeah, yeah. and you, you tell them how you made it through your situation.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Were you trying to say something, David?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were gonna, Yeah, no, I was going to say, just to add one last comment, um, people notice, not people notice, but people are very, are more open when they understand that you've also gone through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Because you can come to some it's empathy versus sympathy. Empathy is I have been in your shoes. Mm -hmm. Sympathy is yeah, I see that you're sad. I'm also sad for you, right? Mm -hmm. So like people have that level, that extra level of respect when you when you've gone through whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Then you come up to them and you say, okay, I've gone through this before. Here's how I got through it. If they want to listen, they'll listen. If they don't want to, Mm -hmm. they'll still listen. (laughs) (laughs) They'll still always listen. (laughs)
5: Even they not trying to listen, nigga. <laughs> you still hear. Can't help it. You, know, you get you get forced to sit in church every Sunday, and you might not you 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 looking playing with your phone, but yeah you hear that preacher, you hear everything he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you back there playing with your phone. <laughs> they call you out too. They do it. That name <laughs> is <them> black churches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is the last <laughs> section. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> we just missed
5: you. Yeah, I did yeah we did. How do you have, like, a uh,
1: flashback? Like, so funny? In the flashback, yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 <coughs> oh, excuse me.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have mm-hmm. this in last section, 14 to 21. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to focus on verse 19. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, For this reason I knew before the Father <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's so much there. Um, but I think I want to focus on, you guys can talk about the other parts because, yeah, there's honestly so much. But verse 19, and to know his, this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Actually, I um, Oh, sorry, verse 18. I, I wrote 19, but I mean verse 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> May have power together with all the Lord's people uh, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So the question I had for this section was... <coughs> think of God's love for you. Huh? Are you sorry? Oh, no, I just started. Think Uh-oh. of God's love for you. How sorry, I didn't hear it
2: at the beginning. Sorry. You no, know, he's starting his yeah. question.
1: Oh, of- <laughs> oh okay. okay. Think of God's love for you. Mm-hmm. How has it mm, type of <laughs> how has it transformed oh how as how has it and is it transforming you? Or are you even letting it transform you?
2: So answer the question. Uh-huh. How is the love of God transforming you? Oh I oh, hear yeah, you yeah
1: let's
3: see you see the question
2: <laughs> no, no 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 I asked you this way how is the love of God transforming you yeah how, How's your, you know what transforming means right okay so how is the love of God transforming you um.
0: do you understand what the love of God is
2: no Seth understands he has the spirit of God I was really shocked <laughs> last time I was like oh my gosh this boy hmm. mm-hmm. um
3: It's transformed me in a way, um, like, I guess, how
2: I deal with things, like problems. Mm. So, how do you do problems? Um, well, like, uh, usually,
3: uh, something happened in my friend's group, so I prayed for
2: them. So you take it to the Lord when somebody has a problem. Mm. What don't know this Amen. That's awesome. Mm, that's good.
1: How about everyone else? How is the love of God, when you think about it, how has it transformed you or how is it transforming you now? Or are you even letting it transform you at all? I do like, I couple of God's love
0: with God's grace, Mm -hmm. because I feel Mm -hmm. over the past year maybe two, that it's all about grace no matter what we're going through, whatever we're suffering through, whatever is hurting us in the moment Mm -hmm. that's not everything, right, that's not um, uh, how do I say this, God's Mm -hmm. not allowing the full effect of that thing to completely override your life Mm -hmm. right, so he gives you just enough to where he won't push you over the edge obviously Mm -hmm. So, what I've learned is that it sucks in the moment, yes, but after I'm through with whatever happened and whatnot, I remember always that, man, this could have gone way worse, <laughs> uh, you know, God's grace was there the entire time, His grace is sufficient enough for me, so, mm-hmm. therefore, in turn, His love mm-hmm. is also on me, you yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I felt. Yeah, I,
1: I, honestly, I can't divorce God's grace and God's love, because, Usually, grace is receiving what you do not deserve, mm-hmm. and that only comes when somebody loves you, mm-hmm. when they actually say, in um, its full effect, like, "Okay, um, you don't deserve this, but right? because I love you, I'm going to give this to you anyway, mm-hmm. instead of giving you what you did deserve, which is, you know, justice." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyone else?
2: Well, for me, I would say how God loves, how God, lo- how God has allowed me. I've decided, like, my understanding of looking at people as not, you know, as perfect, but imperfection to know. So when I mirror myself, I mirror somebody else. So I, I also give them the same grace that God gave me mm-hmm. yeah. in that situation. So instead of me coming at them, like, I think that's why I'm, um, you know, not easily angered mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I try to practice that, like, when somebody hurts me, I just go like, okay. Maybe there's something more going on. So I try to think beyond their own emotions. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I'm just like, okay, what's going on with this person? So I go in depth to try to understand them and give them that grace. Now, if they continue, then I will you behind. <laughs> that's what I do, because mm-hmm. I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. There
5: ain't no time to cheat. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah,
2: that's why I wanted
5: to uh, say like uh being slow to anger that's like what the love of god gave me gave me better understanding yeah you know instead of looking at a person like dang they they really getting on my nerves you know i don't know why they acting like that yeah rather just observe them you know watch how they day going if i'm around them long enough and i'm just watching i i I understand what the problem is Mm -hmm. like uh, I had a situation where a dude was mad because his girlfriend was showing me attention, but she just respected me and how like I carry myself. Like once people get to know me, mm-hmm. they like me because they notice like, oh, really ain't nothing wrong with He just been through something, mm-hmm. but he took it the wrong way. Yeah. So he his goal was to target me the whole time, mm-hmm. and my old texted me, I mean my old tactic, What I told them, I was always, oh man. I got, we gotta battle it out. You know, (laughs) we gonna see who the man, who the bigger man. But it's like, God took a lot away from me, but at the same time, he gave me better understanding. So now it's like, I know how to handle things differently. Instead of just getting mad, observe, observe the way, okay, she is showing me a little little bit too much attention in front of him. Mm -hmm. I feel uncomfortable too. So instead of getting mad, I was able to talk to him yeah. in private and let him know that that's not my intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because I don't want that done to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Amen. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: good. Understand, being in somebody's shoes, yeah. that's basically what it is. Like, is it of um, dismissing their feelings, yeah. but understanding why they're feeling the way they're feeling mm-hmm. so you can find out the roots of the situation? So. Yeah.
5: Don't be so quick to take offense. Yes. You know, observe yeah. a person's heart and their intentions mm-hmm. by what they're doing.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's not the intention. It's What is it? Sometimes the message is, sometimes it means somebody means well, but the actions are wrong. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Like their heart means well, but the way they put out the message is wrong. So
1: then you have to be, you know, empathetic. What is it? Sympathetic. Which one is it? Sympathetic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, sympathetic. How did he react? Did he react? <laughs> <laughs> how did I react? I no, how did, did, we, did we talk to him in private? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the,
4: yeah.
5: Like it really is like we we talked over the phone and then I awesome. seen him in person and it's like we just had a few words at first and then after a while we started speaking and everything. Yeah. But it is like I just let them know I'm, I'm not finna fight you.
1: Yeah.
5: Like, you wanna fight me. You a big military dude. You see, I'm not it. <laughs> I'm not finna fight you. So. Like, what I look like stepping out there. Like, if you come up to me, then I have no choice. Yeah. But now you the aggressive, So yeah. I know I ain't. And I'm not in no wrong. I'm not finna get kicked out of school. You can get kicked out of school yeah. by the girl. I'm not doing that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this not your wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You don't know if you're going to do her <laughs> later on or nothing. Yeah, you're ready to lose everything about her. Yeah.
4: Was it us
5: mm I'm like, you ready to lose everything about her. Now they're not together right now, neither. It's like, what oh. was all that for? Yeah. Exactly. you ready to fight a handicapped dude. Bro. <laughs> like, like, bro, like, really look at yourself, man. Yeah. Like, I, I just had to them realize, like, <laughs> bro, you want to fight me, like, bro? Yeah, I can barely even walk, bro. Why are you trying to fight me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it doesn't make no sense. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <It's not good. laughs> but that's the ego, that man ego. That's why we gotta <laughs> control that. Exactly. All right. That's, fine. Mm-hmm. that's it. Right. How is everybody? Good. You are fine?
3: Okay. So today, chapter four. We're going to talk about the love of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, the unity in Christ, and how we should live as Christians. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to read chapter 4. I don't know if everybody did. Ephesians 4. Oh, but I might need people to read. That's all
2: right.
5: We're going to read. Just go ahead. Yeah, we'll go read. I have other Ephesians chapter 4.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I have other chapters. Yeah.
1: When you get there.
3: Oh, okay. so as pioneers for the Lord, then I, Okay, we're going to read one and two. Okay. As pioneers for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of a calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. So in this chapter, these two chapters, it, it talks about like. Um, In this life, God has already called us. Um, It's whether it's through like ministry, through where we minister through our jobs, our work, like family, our school, or even like in the outside when we go outside. Mm -hmm. Um, God was able to like already speak these words upon us. Um, And we can look at um, Jeremiah 1 verse 5. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. Like, because God loved us so much, he was able to come down. And, like, I believe that he chose chose the people that I think mean, many of us are called and many of us are chosen, but we are the ones to accept that. Mm-hmm. That. Alright, um, if we look at like Ephesians 1, 4, 5, mm-hmm. for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Mm-hmm. So I related like that verses of being chosen um. for being like chapter one, mm-hmm. for being chosen. And it doesn't mean that um, that we're expected to live a life like um, everything will be perfect just because, like you know, God chose us. Mm-hmm. It means walking, walking in Christ. It's like being a child. You grow from a baby to an adolescent, from an adolescent to like a teenager, I mean, a young adult and a young adult, uh, a senior. But through that, you're still learning something different every time. So, I have a question. So, how can you guys live a life that is
0: worthy of your calling? That's a tough question, especially considering, like, some of us are still
2: So when it comes to being called to God, it does not necessarily mean having a mission or something. God is a God of seasons. So in every season, work as you are glorifying God. You know, everything that you do is something that you please God It's not the definition of calling is just being obedient to what God is doing in your life in that season. So don't ever confuse the calling as something very attributable, like ministry or whatever it is, you're supposed to do. Everybody's is called daily. You're called to surrender daily. You're called to move in purpose daily. You're called to encounter things daily. So don't confuse those things to the thing and don't ever feel like you are not called. Everybody's called in every season, every time. Just like we were say, in adolescence you do this and da-da-da, you do this. So in my lifetime of being called to Christ, right, I had different levels of life. Like I remember when God was using me to speak to people, but I didn't know that was my gifting, right? I run randomly speak to people, but I was being obedient and being um, selfless and then moving in that mission or everything else. So you being called is just being obedient to what God is doing in your life. Okay? That's what being called is.
0: I guess my confusion was that uh, the wording, your calling, right? But uh, I guess now that you know, I understand that there's a difference between purpose, what your purpose is, and mm-hmm. what calling is. That? Yeah,
2: because your purpose is your dominance, your prominence of the the vision, the bigger picture of your, your the whole, destiny. your destiny, the whole rounds of whatever it is that God has for you, and then you, you're called every day. We're called every day to work with purpose, walk in purpose, mm. and that purpose you're gonna keep on. As you keep on moving, you keep on transitioning, and the picture gets clearer and clearer to whatever it is that God has called you. Does that make sense? Mm. So that's basically what happens. It gets yeah. clear. You won't know it because it's a mystery, yeah, but you have a clue.
5: I I've read several books about successful people, and they talk about how they were like they they lowest or they lowest, and how people like they worked their hardest. Like Joseph, you know he he was locked up in a dungeon and everything. And they talk about how he was in there. I don't know if the movie is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the movie. Is but true, he have there for a long time. And he was in there doing a lot of stuff when he was on the movie. He, you grew up planting and everything. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: that was not it. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know that true. I think they made I mean, a couple things. Like
5: or, how many years? Like, over seven years. How many years? Two. Two, two, years, years, two, two.
3: Years. Yeah, yeah.
1: but, yeah, but your points there. Yeah, like how you students, work your way up the ladder. Students. You know, like,
5: you you down at the bottom. And you doing this meaning, like, in your mind, this job <laughs> meaning. Me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see any purpose behind what you doing at that moment. But you do it with all your might and you, you progress and you keep moving up. You know, like you called to do something minor, but it, it, it builds into something way more major. Yeah, man. So, yeah. That was powerful. Yeah. Okay, oh, what's
4: funny? <laughs> sure, you're funny. Well, wow, I remember, uh, uh, it was gym last year. He talking about something, he talking
5: about something that
4: got nothing to do.
3: see what he's trying to say. Go ahead, it was gym last year, mm-hmm. and, uh, my friends were, like, my friend, uh, Winton was, uh, what, well, like, they weren't, they were, um, he got mad, not like, actually mad, just, like, jokingly mad at someone mm-hmm. else. And uh, I remember
2: uh, he spanked him. What's what? Yeah,
5: what? Yeah, what? <laughs> you say what? He
2: spanked
5: him? Yeah, went, yeah went, he spanked him. went and uh, to
2: the uh, The other guy? Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> 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 See,
5: that's, uh, that's how computer comes, yeah. all the time. Yeah. But
2: Henry wanted to say something, What? Yep. Wait,
5: Wait, when so yeah, you, you say come? No, he did it? You say that, how
2: so confusion comes. See well, how the yeah, works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was he said it, but uh I was about to add up what um David he said. Actually it was mean. like they um, the calling he was talking about is like we try to understand what GFT uh we have and what we what God called us to do mm-hmm. in our life. That is what he was trying to, put, to say. No,
2: no, no. I understood what he was saying, but I wanted him to understand also that don't go in your life waiting for that purpose. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. It's, it's like you praying God so God can show you your gift and, and start to... The yeah. he, he refined it. He said, you know, with Joseph, wherever he was, he flourished. Right. so he went into slavery his brothers sold him into slavery <clears throat> and he worked in, as a slave in somebody's house he was accused of raping the man's wife um, oh, sorry, before that, he was very successful in the house that the man who owned him, he, he, all he troubled himself was eating, that's what it says he was the leader of all the slaves in the house, all he troubled himself was with eating, then he was accused of trying to rape his wife so Joseph was thrown into jail. In jail, um, he worked himself up so that he was the prisoner, um, the boss prisoner, the, the, the head prisoner in there. Uh, so much so that the guards did not even trouble themselves with taking care of the prison. They all entrusted Joseph to take care of the prisoners. Mm-hmm. He was in there for two years, and then uh, through the interpretation interpretation of the dream, he was now the second uh, person to Pharaoh. And so what the was saying is, um, whatever God is, wherever God has placed you, you need to flourish in those areas, and don't try and think, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, because mm-hmm. honestly, it might not be, you know, yeah. there's so many people who have started in one field, like engineering, I remember um, Devin's youth pastor, Devin Link's youth pastor, he was actually a civil engineer, mm-hmm. so I remember when I was growing up in that, going to youth group, I'm like, I want to be a civil engineer, but he became a he's like i sold everything and became a youth pastor a and youth that's why. and i said that i'm like god is this what is this what <laughs> i'm going <gonna laughs> to be doing i'm going to be coming so you know just give it up for the ministry um and you know as time went on i'm realizing oh no that's what god wanted for you're me to do in the so season it's called seasons of life yeah
2: every season has a purpose so yeah, um sure. what i was trying yeah. to say was not that you know there's no purpose mm you won't know your purpose as you go through life you will never actually understand what your purpose is Mm -hmm. in god's calling but your intentions are always to work in that purpose whatever season that god has given you Best believe that when God puts you, you are going to work with all the will and might that God has put in you, which is basically doing everything unto the Lord, until God moves whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I'm saying. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying, because in life you're not going to get the clear picture. There's some people who get, like, God just calls them, they're called martyrs. God just calls them, you're going to go to missions and you're going to die one day. And blah, blah, blah. God says something like that. God does that. And there's some people who just walk in life, not knowing their purpose, but they trust God with every transition. Does that make sense? So you, sometimes you, you can know a picture of what God has called you. Like God has called me to women's ministry, right? To help women, right? But my picture is like, okay, women's ministry, there's men over here. Does that make <laughs> sense? <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see the clear picture. I don't see the clear picture. But as I'm transitioning, you know, right now, I went to Bible study and I found a bunch of women. Right? So I was like, oh, I'm actually getting what God is doing. Now, I don't see the whole spectrum, but whatever God is sending me, I'm getting used with whatever gifts that I have. Yeah. So it's being in that position and moving, you know, because if you keep on waiting for God to use you, you never learn from anything every season. Mm-hmm. The whole point is from going from glory to glory, season by season, because season changed. Mm-hmm. There are moments where you're going to have, you know, so much suffering, and then that season ends. And then you, you keep on going from the wilderness to purpose to destiny. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, did you understand what I was saying, David? Yeah, no,
0: not very good. You understood? Yeah. 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 My, my initial confusion was just the difference between calling and purpose. Because okay. calling is now that I understood it. Calling is uh, everyone is called. Every Christian is called to to you know preach the gospel and do all that stuff. Yeah, purpose. we're all disciples. Yeah, we're all disciples of Christ. Um, but the purpose part is, like, so, for example, me, I always get confused in, like, God put me in IT. What can well, I do to serve IT? God in yeah. IT? Like, right? On computers. What, do I preach to the computers? No. Yeah, <laughs> so those are the things that you understand.
2: Like, when you, no, you go. you set up a Christian. Uh, no, I'm I'm saying,
0: something like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, and that's the thing that you do. Everywhere you go, you ask God, what am I doing here? That's why I tell people, I'm like, stop going to work, no purpose. Mm -hmm. okay go to work with intentions of bringing God glory so you ask God you don't want to put me over there what am I supposed to do who am I supposed to meet I always tell worship the same thing I do not meet people for no reason I meet people with purpose whether you're going to change one person's life for that one lifetime whatever it is you are ministering that's your purpose your purpose each one everybody has the five gifts the fivefold ministry that everybody has you are a disciple of Christ that's your purpose Mm -hmm. to preach the gospel that's your purpose Mm -hmm. if you don't know what your purpose is you're called to preach the gospel, yeah. like every day.
3: Every, every day. day you walk that purpose, mm-hmm. so it's an everyday thing, not mm-hmm. just this day. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> to my, even if like, somebody it. like makes you mad tomorrow, you gotta You, be. Still, you still have to humble yourself. And you
5: know, when <laughs> I thought about how she was describing call, uh, callings like seasonal callings,
3: mm-hmm.
5: it, it seemed more like another word would be opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like meaning you're going through life or oh, this door open and that door open. Mm-hmm. You don't always walk through the door, mm-hmm. but when you walk through it, now you just like you just paved uh, a pathway towards uh, uh, one particular purpose. You might have like you might have a dream of doing something, but then you decide to make this decision, and now you headed towards a whole another avenue. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, because like for me, I had my own plans. <laughs> of becoming certain things. I had my own vision. I even tried to work hard in a corporate world and try to make manager and I did everything <laughs> I could, worked so hard, only for everything to clash because that was not what God had designed me for. You know, I had a clue, this is what I want. But God had a plans. But for me, I thought you know maybe if I should match up with God's plan and try to match them on that sequence. I think the day what it caused me to do was just surrender, like surrender everything that you're thinking, surrender every mindset that you have. Just like David um talk, I mean, Philip talked about the, the preacher, he gets a degree, spends all that money, and to end up being a preacher. So
1: I don't know if it was a Christian before either. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that honestly, has a lot to do with it. It's like you want to do what you want to do, but, even as a Christian and not Christian. And then God is like, no, I've called you for this. So um, as long as you're walking and calling and purpose, you'll be fine, you know, no degree or anything's going to stop you.
2: Yeah, because one thing about God, and that's what one thing I, I want you guys to understand, like everything, you can plan, you'll, God, it's okay. Man can plan his ways. And the Bible tells us all the time, man plans his ways, but God is the one who orders their path. So you can plan all you want to, but you have to be willing to surrender. When God tells you, okay, I don't want you to do this. Are you going to be willing to take off your shirt and say, but I spent so much money in this degree.
4: Mm.
2: Mm. You know, I spent, I even blamed God. I was like, you should have just told me to do, you know, to not go to school if you're going to call me for this. Yeah. But guess what? In all the classes that I failed, there was something that I learned. I learned not to give up. I failed so many times. It was mm. ridiculous. Mm. Like, I admit, if a person would fail, that was just embarrassing. Mm. But the promises of God used to tell me all the time, you are not going to get kicked out of school. I'm like, how? You know, I remember one time I got all oh, F's.
5: Like F's. Yes, I got them. So F's. <laughs> hey, why I look like you, like, interested? I've been able hear anything about my report. I look like you're Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> anyway, let's go to Rachel. Oh yeah,
1: well, I think first verse 2. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we have to. Okay, so 3 to
3: 6 now. Okay. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called the Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So one has a significance. You see how many times I talk about one? <laughs> it's like one, one body. One spirit, just as you were called, one hope, you were called to one Lord. Mm -hmm. One faith, one baptism, one God, who is over all and through all. So one, I believe that means the unity of the church. Mm -hmm. We're all different, but when we come together, we're all one. Mm -hmm. So 1 Corinthians 1.10, what Paul said, I appear to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another in what you say and what there be no division among you. But there be perfectly unity in the mind and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So as because we're Christians, yes, we might agree with something, but if we have to look at I think that's what's important to find ourselves equipped mm-hmm. so that even when we're discussing something, if somebody has this opinion, you have this opinion you're able to come to an agreement. Okay, this is what this I thought this says and what I thought that's it. Mm-hmm. So so that there must not be like confusion. Because <laughs> yeah. you have Christians who believe this and then you have Christians who believe that. So it's like
2: that's the know? reason why you have to read the word of God the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Not your own opinions. No. That's the other thing. Alright. And then seven to nine. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ approached Apportion. this is why it says when he ascended on high he took many captives and gave gifts to his people what does he ascending mean exactly and what does he also descend in to the lower earth region he who ascended is in the ever in, in the very one who ascended higher than all their heavens in order to fulfill the whole universe. So I think for this one is, I think the love of God, mm-hmm. for him to be able to come down and um, just give him his son for us to be able to die uh, for our sins. Because imagine a world where, like, if God wasn't there, um, and, like, if he just watched us do everything and we kept on sinning, kept on sinning, and like, what would we be? There'll be nothing.
2: People will be killing each other <laughs> because you only have hate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the and yeah, so it causes like, there's a lot of um division. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it'll be so much division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much hate, and there'll be no love. But and you can look at like God didn't have to calm down. He didn't have to. But Because he loved us, he did. That's like I think you can look. What is that verse like John? Um, I think it's in John where he came, he went to hell. Was it went to hell for us?
1: Uh, was it John or he went for? He, he oh, was in I, the I guess here. He John
2: descended into he hell three days,
1: rose again. Don't yeah, oh, and yeah, G.I.G. says, just as uh, the Son of Man, uh, no, just as Jonah entered the belly of the whale well for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man. Uh, enter the like, earth, um, Prometheus and planets. um I think that's what you're referring. Yeah.
3: To. yeah. So I think that's because who would die for that? Like, <laughs> if they give you the opportunity today to say, if I would you die for your mom or should I kill
2: you? What would you do? I would die for my mom. <laughs> mm. I would. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: So for some people it would be hard. They probably would be like, I don't know.
2: Like, you know, I don't have an answer. The question is, would you die for Jesus? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Would you die for Jesus? Yeah.
3: Alright. So eleven through sixteen. So Christian so Christ gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip to equip his people for works of service so that the whole so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith in faith and knowledge of the son of god and become mature a- attended to the whole measure of the fullness of christ Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blows here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful, deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ him the whole body joined held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as, as each part does its work and um this one's i think it talks like um god has given each of us gifts mm-hmm. um and each person is like different mm-hmm. um but when we all put our gifts together we're all become one so like if we look in first corinthians 12 can read that <laughs> that's a long mm-hmm. 12. 12 the whole thing
2: First Corinthians 12 okay I got it. Mm-hmm. now the gifts of the spirit brothers and sisters i do not want you to be uninformed you know that when you were pagan somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols therefore i want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of god says jesus be cursed And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them there are different kinds of service for the same Lord there are different kinds of working but it's but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good to one there is given, To one there is given, through the Holy Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one by the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines the unity and diversity in the body just as the body through one has many parts but all its many parts from one body so so it is with christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether jews or gentiles slaves or free we are all and we were all given the one spirit to drink even so the body is made is not made up of one part but many but if the foot should say because i am not a hand i do not belong to the body it will not for that reason stop being part of the body and if the ear should say because i am not an eye i do not belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being part of the body mm-hmm. for, okay.
0: but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, and gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different tongues, different kinds of tongues. All are all apostles, or all prophets, or all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in mm-hmm. tongues, do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And last verse, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, before you continue. I love how it says in verse twenty eight Uh teachers then miracles, then gifts of healing of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Of helping, I never knew that was like, you know those people it's who are like always at the church and they're always serving and helping, like I want to clean this, I want to do that. Mm. It's, it's like, oh, there it is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything It's
2: a free gift, so yeah. you're always helping. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has a gift, yeah. we're all given a gift.
5: Yeah. yeah, I, I want to talk about, uh, like, she was talking earlier, and this came to my mind, too. Like, we In the Bible, it always compares animals and everything, like us, and how everything relates. You think about the animal, what they calling? they just do it. They don't think about, what is my purpose? <laughs> <laughs> like they, That's good. They don't, they just do it. Yeah. So yeah. your calling is yeah. whatever you do.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I Like that one. Mm-hmm.
5: So whatever you do. Do it unto the Lord. <laughs> you just do it, yep, do it unto the Lord.
3: Alright. So for so I, I go to like sixteen. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligaments. So I was looking like ligaments, supporting ligaments. It's like um ligaments in science, you can say. it's like uh, a part of the body, like a muscle, which helps maintain stability in this body. So, I guess I can turn it to like sports, soccer. Soccer, you have a goalkeeper, a defender, oh, fullback, central, central defender, mm-hmm. midfield, and forward, and then central forward. Mm-hmm. But each of these people work together in order for the game to work. So if you're missing a goalkeeper, gonna mean. yeah. You means that the other person gonna Yeah. So as Christians, we all play a special part in each other's lives. If somebody's weak on this, is somebody struggling with this? You're able to uplift them through that. Even if it's just motivating them, speaking life into them, encouraging them, something like that. Does anybody have anything else to say?
0: No? no. I like, I like the the, mod- the metaphor for soccer. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't have a goalkeeper, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think the ligaments will be the Holy Spirit because it's the one who's holding everything together. <laughs> yes, sir,
4: that
1: would that's yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, ligaments. Um, uh, sporting ligaments. Um, well, I agree with you. The Holy Spirit is what holds us together because. If it weren't, then we were just nothing. I'm thinking of Ezekiel when you know God says, uh, "Prophesy to these dry bones, and yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, prophesy to these dry bones um, so that they may live." And so I think there were two stages. Um, Ezekiel prophesies the dry bones and the ligaments; they all come together, but there's no life in them. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, they're just on the ground; they're dead. And then I think that's when God tells them prophesy, and then the Spirit of God gives them life, and then they, they live. Mm-hmm. So I see the Holy Spirit as that, that animator that allows us to move and act and have our being, um, because we think, will have the eyes, we will have mm-hmm. the hands and whatnot, and nothing, nothing will happen.
2: Extraordinary relation, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but I, what I loved was uh, he pointed out that... Uh, to get his people to works of service I think this is verse uh, 12 um, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God I love that because it's, it's pointing out that everyone is at different stages mm-hmm. in their walk and the, the way we get to uh, march forward I guess you could say uh, is in verse 11. So Christ himself gave us apostles and, prophet, and the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are instrumental to, to moving all of us in that direction of unity because um, I think even later on he prays that you guys may come to full unity, right? Meaning, let's not get surprised when we're not as unified as we are because we are in that process still. Yeah, not to brag about it, but I—that's I'm
2: 05 in one. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> exactly. I just want to say that—that's oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah. I'm 05 in one. That's just the gift that I have. Exactly. So 05 in one. Oh no. no. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, five four. Yeah, no,
1: 5 I'm four. Just, I'm five four in one. Four.
2: Exactly.
1: So. But anybody but can operate in five four. <coughs> I, just, I don't know. But no, uh, well that's the thing. Regardless, you're, as Rachel saying, you have that gift. Use it, uh, but then ultimately, the gift is to move in that direction of unity in Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. so by the way, if I teach and I discern, don't get mad because mm. it's just the gift of the Spirit is operating in different directions. Yeah. Now, that's basically what happens, but you know, I don't like to talk about it, you know, like being that kind of person, like, oh, I'm fat forward. But that's just the the, the 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 flow that I flow in. The spirit of God has allowed me to flow in that. So, you yeah. know, yeah. mm-hmm. you guys are preachers, 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 preacher, preacher, preacher. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, evangelists, all of us.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway,
2: God can give gifts to whoever He wants. So mm-hmm. I'm not God, so don't <laughs> don't quote to me and go like, you know. But gonna you know, say this. No, it's a relationship between you and God. I know what I'm called to do and I know what I am, so I know how I operate in my gifting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anybody to go like, Oh, you know, but my sister has this. It's just different because, you know, I know what God called me. You know. I know who I am. It's just Mm -hmm. and then understanding who you are in Christ is knowing who you are and where you're going. That's basically what it is. So I know where I'm going, I know what I'm about, you know, God has defined me and it's not, you know, in a sense of Sometimes I, I like to be reserved and go like, oh, but I don't want, you know, talk about, you know, this. And the reason why is because sometimes people look at me, you know, just because I'm not known or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But, you know, understanding that, you know. Okay, I won't say that. Let me leave it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that when I come to you as a teacher, as a pastor, as an apostle, whatever it is, whatever mission it is, in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like understanding that, like, you know, I'm also learning because I'm also a student by the Holy Spirit. All of us are students by the Holy Spirit. Just like the function of the body when he was talking about, like, everything else. Knowing that, okay, you know, I think it is I think it is the mission. If, if Whatever you see, how you reverence it. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. If you don't take in a sense of, like, understanding the authority. And for me, it's kind of war because I'm like, I feel so bad for you because, you know, in a sense of, like understanding like who is this person? Why are you always in my life? This <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> I'm always in people's life. Yeah. So that's why I was telling um, Rachel last time I was like my gifting is like even if I don't want to be in people's business, God makes it my business. I don't like to be in people's business, but yet I do know people's businesses and it's like it's just the entrustedness of you know the Holy Spirit allows me to see everything so that way I can teach people and be like, no, you need to stop what you're doing. You know, to do this the right way, and need to do this the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very invasive.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's so you know, I'm very invasive.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I am straightforward. I think ma- more, more. Yeah, was more million, more mm-hmm. She's like, she, when she was praying, I was laughing. When she was just praying for me, I was like, oh my gosh. And I, was, I felt so bad. I'm like God. And then she's like, I just pray. You know, for all the wisdom. And then she said something, and I was like, no, you can't see me like that. That's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you you, you you remember what she was praying. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, for you. Oh. She prayed for me, and, and I was kind of embarrassed. Because I'm very straightforward. So I said something, and then she prayed about that.
1: Oh, like to get more of it. Uh, like no, 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 no. Like no. An issue. It was kind of like, For forgot to help me
2: in oh. that area. So it's kind of embarrassing because I was like, That's not what I meant. Hmm. It's people seeing what you meant, like reading between. But if people don't know you, they want to look at you as in. I guess the word is arrogant. That's what, what I was trying to say. Mm. So that's what basically what happened. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, God. <laughs> mm. So yes, it's on that. So that's why I tend to shy away when people ask me, like, what am I called to do?
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. So 17 to 20, we'll just wrap up. Um so I called uh, so I tell you this. And insist on the Lord that you will, you must no longer live as Gentiles. Do in the fatalities of their thinking. They are dark in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardship of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to the sens- sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That however is not the way of life. When you when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus you were taught with with regard to you to your former way of life. Sorry. No. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desire, to be, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on the new creation created to be in God in the true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the evil a foot's hope. Do not give the devil a foot's hope. Anyone who has been stealing must no longer steal, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, the, to the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, uh, along with every form of malice. Be kind. And compassion to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Amen. Um, Amen. Right. <laughs> <the same? laughs> um, yeah, so because Christ so loved the world and for him dying on the cross for us, he we're able to become a new creation. Um we're not gonna be perfect in everything that we do, but it's a working like you have to work towards like you know following the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. So following the laws of the land, and God does forgive us, but He's and there's grace in that, but we can't keep committing the same scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't keep the same sin. So it gives us ways of like how um, if you're stealing as a Christian, you shouldn't be stealing. Even like you think, oh, it's only five dollars. You know they'll be
5: okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I I want to say, I think yeah. you can keep giving you, but you might
1: not be problems to go to heaven. Nah. The, that's what grace is. Um, because ultimately, what happens is, uh, how to phrase it. Uh, When, oh, you are, it's for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourself is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, Mm -hmm. and so, yes, you may struggle with whatever sin that you are supposed to, that you may be struggling with, and it says here, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, Um, but ultimately, it is God's grace that saves you, Mm -hmm. and not works, because, works actually constitutes good things that you do and also bad things that you don't do, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's a lot of of things that we don't do that we say, oh, you know, I don't, right? For example, I don't steal, right? It's not something I struggle with. Um, I don't, um, you know, (laughs) take my neighbor's wife or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you may be not doing those things, but those things don't qualify you for heaven. It is by grace you've been saved jesus is what saves you um the other thing is uh, it's still you know god cannot be mocked every man reaps what he sows those who sow to please the flesh will reap destruction those who sow to please the spirit will reap eternal life so you have the dynamic of no you can't get away with your sin but it's still by grace that you're saved because again it's not just good things that you do right you go to church those things won't save you there's a lot of christians there's a lot of people in church who are not going to heaven because they play church Mm -hmm. um but there's also a lot of people out in this world who you may not even consider christians Mm -hmm. but they are because it is not by uh works that you're saved; it's by the grace of god that you're saved just don't lie because obviously you can go you know you may lie so far that you may lie on your taxes and then you may go to jail God doesn't spare you from those consequences yeah there's consequences
2: for the action yeah. and it, it's all about um deliver deliberately leaving I mean if you mm-hmm. confess to know that God is in you and he works a new heart all the time then like over here it says um if you have been stealing, you must steal no longer. So whatever you've been doing and it's, it's sinful, mm-hmm. you must not do it any longer. Like stop. Ah. So that's basically what it is. Like if you notice it's a sin, why continue doing it? That's why God hardens your heart, and that becomes a consequence. And those become ripples, ripples effect of the seeds that you've sown, and you're wondering why your life is not flourishing yeah. because your behind has been, you know, yeah. doing things that are not righteous. Yeah. So you you bear the consequences of you know. Wondering why am I not blessed? You know, just like the seeds. When you plant a seed, if you plant a seed, a seed comes out. When you plant a seed, it's one. When it grows out, it grows into many fruits, right? That's basically what we do. But the fruits you should know them. So whatever fruits you're you're putting in the ground, or if you're sowing bitterness, discord, mm. uh, malice, and all the unrighteous things that the Holy Spirit said, mm. you know, that's basically what you're going to rip off. You cannot expect, um, you know, and that's why I talk about like you know generational curses god says i will bless you to a thousand generation right Mm. and i will curse you to a fourth generation so god remembers all those things so you're not living your life by yourself you're living a life that is understanding that your bloodline also is going to do the same thing that you you need to cut off Mm. that's the thing that we have to understand like the same thing that we're doing is the same thing that somebody's going to do and that's why you find in um, families you have You know pedophiles and all this stuff is because there was something that was planted in there It's a spirit that started out as somebody's action and they couldn't cut it off and it kept on going 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 and became this this disruption, this this sinful Sin that just you know became part of it and it shouldn't have so whenever you see yourself going through a situation Think about the long run. Don't think about just now think about if I'm doing this What am I planting in the future because you plant your evil. Like you do plant it. You might not see the consequences now, but they actually cover a vast multitude of everything. And then you wonder why life is not going good because you're behind, you know, you behind was not living a life that was, you know, pleasing to God in the first place. Mm-hmm. So those are things. That's why, you know, at the end of the day, yes, we have Christ, mm-hmm. but we have to follow what the word of God says. That's the question all the time. Everything goes back to being surrendered. Are you fully surrendered? You know, are you surrendering Christ? Like every day is a purpose-filled life. Be full of God and be filled by Him. You know? Have intention, move in purpose. What is your purpose of every day? Those are things that we think about. What is your purpose? You wake up in the morning, you're like, dude, <laughs> what am I doing here? So those are things I have to understand. Like, am I living a life that is worthy of God's calling? Everything that we do Everything. That's what I'm gonna start a new series next time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like really gruesome. I'm gonna get into you guys' minds.
5: Hey, you, you made me think about the Air commercial.
2: What?
5: You know, you sit on the couch on All the school <laughs> 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 oh, <that's> commercial. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> We're <know. laughs> couch on the phone all day, Anyway, what you waiting on?
3: are
5: gonna finally call now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so um, as a Christian since we're all made new now um, ways that we can live we have to be obedient to Christ um, be a wholesome Christian so in everything that we in, in our everyday walk make the gospel attractive to one another or people that you meet um, praying and fasting and loving one another and I'll leave you with I don't know if someone wants to read 1 Thessalonians 4 A life that First Thessalonians mm-hmm. 4 The whole thing? Mm-hmm And it's a life that pleases
0: God As for other matters, brothers and sisters We instructed you We instructed you how to live In order to please God As in fact you are living Now we ask you and urge you In the Lord Jesus to do this more and more for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or Lord Christ, Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust, like the pagans who do not know God, mm-hmm. and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of mm. a brother or sister the lord will punish all those who commit such sins mm-hmm. as you as we told you and warned you before for god did not call us to be impure but to live a holy life mm-hmm. therefore anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being but god mm-hmm. and the very the very god who gives you his holy spirit now about your love for one another we do not need to write to you for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other and in fact you do and in fact you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia yet we urge you brothers and sisters to do so more and more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life you should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody So that, or and so, we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words.
3: So live a life that pleases God every day.
2: Amen. Um, before we finish, sorry, I have to go back. Okay, okay, this is um the same chapter, verse twelve. It says, "So that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, so that they will not be dependent on anybody." How does that sound like? Sorry, Seth, but at least your words are getting planted in your head, even if you're not (laughs) interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, never said that. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um.
2: So, like,
3: like, um, I guess if you know who your God is, then I guess what outsiders say shouldn't define you.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. um Mm -mm. on on that i I believe it's saying that uh the same thing that we're here for the thing that we're in this house for is to build ourselves up to build our faith to rely on god so much so that we're not dependent on you for Mm -hmm. our um salvation or spiritual journey or anything like that we should be dependent on jesus jesus
2: so now my question to you rachel in the time that you started making your thing, how is your understanding of the Word of God now? I was
3: not understand the word of God. Mm-hmm.
2: In the time that you started you know preaching. preaching or doing the Word of God, how do you think your understanding of the Word of God has increased? Yeah. I mean just being more like knowledgeable with uh, certain like, things of who I am. No, no, no. We talk about the word of God. Not take yourself out and put the knowledge of God, in your wisdom. How you? remember when you used to tell me, "Oh, I don't understand this Bible," and then this Bible is like this. I'm not understanding what it is saying. Mm-hmm. So now, what is your revelation now that I told you that?
1: What is the growth that you've seen? In what you've seen in yourself? What have you seen? Oh, well, understanding, understanding the word of God.
2: Yeah, I mean, you understand it now, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what does that mean? So what can you, when you say those things from that verse to the time that you journeyed and you were like, oh, I'm so confused. I don't get this word. Now, what can you say about yourself?
4: I'm not confused.
2: Okay,
3: that's good. You're not confused?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's certain things, yes. But but you're able to interpret the word of God by yourself with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's something that's different. And what caused that to happen? Like mm-hmm. There's always something that happens in our lives that causes us to understand the deafness of oh God. There's always something. So what causes you to actually force yourself? I'm like, I'm gonna sit over there and just I'm gonna get to understand the word of God. Because I remember you used to make noise to me. you'd He's like, Oh my gosh, I don't understand this word. It's, I, I, I don't, I don't even want to read it. Like, like, you just complain the whole time. Okay, now let me tell you how I see it. From my view, you have really changed as a woman who um, who is valuing the word of God. Does that make sense to you? That's what I see. I see you valuing the word of God. Because yesterday when I saw you, I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. This is interesting. You can go, Seth. That's fine. I'm going to use the bed. No, no, it's fine. You can go. The class is dismissed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I see you as this woman who has gained understanding and revelation. The point where now you're pushing through, you're you're even searching connected chapters to make you understand what it is that sounds like that one. And what happens is that the more you dive in deeper to God, the more revelation you get, and then you have this vast understanding and you have this wisdom that is just supernatural. And you know, you have this interest that is just invested in God, and it's so beautiful to watch. So, I just want to tell you that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. you got the picture. you got the clue now. Cause last year was all about Major, what you don't you do it? Reggie, you know they're crying,
5: bitch. Wipe the eyes,
2: sweetie. What did he say? Wipe your eyes, sweetie. Wipe your eyes. Sugar <laughs> <laughs> pie. <Shufflepuff. laughs> <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you've grown. I'm like, you know, really amazed. It makes me feel like, well, it's not about me, and I know, but it just makes me feel like I'm not making noise for nothing. Does that make sense?
3: Paper, uh, like I'm waiting for my transcript, so hopefully, you can get there soon. School starts (laughs) like three weeks. No, I'm going to eat FCCJ. No, it's it's
5: starting three weeks. FCCJ, yeah, so I might be able to get that uh, verification done.
3: Mm. Yeah, I need to get my transcript in so I can sign up for classes. Yeah,
0: okay, so I'm just waiting
3: for them. Okay, gotcha.
0: Anyone else? (laughs) <laughs>
2: hey right now it feels like rainbows so we need to thank God for that But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, life is close. good praise God yeah I'm telling
0: you, know, I, tell you I, I enjoy it while uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> day, I'm like okay, what's going on what's going to be <laughs> <laughs> Okay, alright let's pray Father we thank you for today thank you for waking us up on this beautiful Sunday morning allowing us to Uh, just wake up refreshed, get through the day, Lord Jesus Christ, to have our multiple Bible studies um, with the boys and also with our family here as well. Lord, thank you for bringing us all together um, in in fellowship, Lord Father God, so that we may take whatever word we have learned today from Philip and Rachel, and bless it, Lord Father God, and so that we may take it out into the world to share with people, to share with people our struggles. To share our hurts and our pains, Lord Father God, because we don't struggle for just nothing, Lord Jesus Christ. All struggle is made good by you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus' name. Lord, I also want to pray for each and every one of us here, Lord. I pray that as we go to our various destinations, whether that's home or whether that's to work for this week or wherever it is, Lord, you be with us every step of the way. Yes. Uh, order our steps, Lord Father God, so that we may f- uh, bring glory to you, Lord. I also pray that uh, Rachel and and uh, Deuce and anyone else who is trying to get into her classes, into school, Lord Father God, you expedite that process in Jesus' name. Lord, whatever spirit of delay that is on those papers, that is on whatever it is, Lord Father God, I rebuke it and I command it to leave in Jesus' name. Lord Father God, I pray that um, uh, as soon as she gets those transcripts, Lord Father God, she signs up for classes, she starts them, and she passes everything with flying colors in Jesus' name. Lord, I also want to pray for um, for Liamba as well, Lord Father God. I pray for her healing over her body, Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you said in your in your word, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed no matter what through the purifying blood of Jesus, Lord Father God. I pray that you would um, just settle her stomach, Lord Jesus Christ, um, and whatever is upsetting it, Lord, I pray that it is commanded to leave as well in Jesus' name. Lord Father God, I also want to pray for Set as well, Lord Jesus. I pray for his ideas to flourish, Lord Father God, in his art, work or whatever he's trying to do, Lord. I pray that they just, they, uh, you just give him those ideas, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that he seeks you also as well and he ministers to his friends that you are good and you are great and so that they may also come to your knowledge and your wisdom and understanding in Jesus' name. Lord, I also pray for Philip as well, Lord. I pray for his ministry on uh, YouTube. I also pray that you would let him grow and flourish in that, Lord. And I pray that whatever video that he released today touches many lives and touches many people. Um, Lord, I also pray for Henry as well, Lord Father God. I pray that I want to thank you first and foremost for allowing him to settle so well into work, to find that employee, that one person that he can rely on, and that person that he can that can guide him through everything. Lord Father God, I pray that you would bless that person, that employee. I also pray that you would bless Henry as well, Lord Jesus Christ, and Allow him to be noticed by everyone in, in, in that building, Lord, and so that he may be at the top at some point as well in Jesus' name. Lord, I also want to pray, uh, pray for his life as well, Lord Father God. I thank you for uh, teaching and, and preaching and allowing him to grow and to flourish in this time, Lord Father God. Thank you for uh, everything that he's been through as well, Lord Father God, and I pray that your glory shines straight through him to everyone that he meets in Jesus' name. And Lord, I also pray for me, Lord, I I thank you for for everything that you've put me through in the past year or so, Lord Father God. I thank you that you would allow me to go through such things, Lord. And I thank you for bringing me out of such things with grace and and love and understanding in Jesus' name. Um, Lord Father God, I just thank you for everything you've done for us. I pray for peace throughout this week and I pray for uh, wisdom and uh, the spirits of wisdom and, and understanding through this week as well. And to open the eyes of our hearts, Lord Father God, so that we may understand you better. Thank you for everything you have done for us, Pray for you pour your peace in this world, this nation and this city. And just in my prayer. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: Great job guys. Yes. My turn. Y'all better be ready. Better read up, because I'm not playing with nobody. I'm oh, not playing. Those are the best jokers, too, honestly. <laughs>